Time now for all things Gators, all thing orange and blue, Dan Hicken and Frank Frangie. What's up, Hick? Uh, doing great, doing great. Good weekend for the University of Florida Athletics. Uh, we'll start with basketball, Frank, and uh, most impressive game to date, really, for this Florida basketball team that I can think of. Uh, anytime they score over 70, I'm impressed, and they play great defense. I think Alabama set up nicely for them because I think they're as offensively challenged as Florida. But I want to give the Gators credit because I've been hard on them, and I think we've been hard on them this year. Yeah. And, you know, it was, a, it was a real nice road win for the program. Yeah, I think so, too. Best game they played all year. I know yeah. they blew out Butler at home, but that was Butler, and it was at home. And I think Butler was kind of fatigued of a, of a difficult preseason or pre-conference schedule for them. This was an Alabama team that needed to win the game. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're also on the bubble playing at home in a game you need to win, and I thought Florida took it to them. Look, we've seen that game a thousand times. Big lead in the first half, sure. uh, double digits in the second half, and I waited for it to erode. I, I won't lie. I, I sat there and waited. Okay, here it comes, here it comes. And this time they answered. Uh, and the thing is, by the way, they're answering without Locke. Now, Locke's hurt a little bit. He's right. got that hip groin thing going. Didn't score. Didn't score in the game, but I thought as a team they played very, very well. I thought, obviously, uh, Nebhard played the best game of his career. I thought Kayvon played well. Uh, boy, Keontae Johnson's coming on. Coming on. 14 and 13 for him. Um, Led yeah. the team in rebounds like six of the last eight right. games, too. And he's getting 9, 10, 13 rebounds a game. And it's he's impressive. 6'5. He's a 6'5 right. guy. Big. But he's a, he's a, he's elevated. Athletic, though. But he, boy, is he ever. So, so I still think they're the longest of long shots to get in. Uh, but, I am shocked that they're even still in the discussion. But in, they are in discussion. The. Uh, there were two or three games. They had to win that game. Yes. Right? They're not going to win this week. We taped this on. We record this on Monday, if you're listening. So we're two days before the trip to LSU. They're not winning the trip to LSU. Mm-hmm. We all know that. And at the end of the season, they've got tough games. Home against LSU at Kentucky. But the three in between, they've got to win the game. Got to win them all. They, they, they've got to win all three they win of those, those three and win one of those other three. And win, Right. And the, the best chance of that is probably LSU at home. Yes, so that would, that would be a four-game win streak, which correct. I see. Uh, well, I think maybe, just maybe, they could upset LSU at home. Also, ask me, do I think they're going to beat Vandy, Georgia, and Missouri three in a row? I right. would say, oh, I'd probably slip up in one of those games. You know what's funny about that? Yes, you're probably right, but this is a weird team in that, other than that South Carolina home game to start the conference season, right? They have played well in games they're supposed to play well. True. There's just not very many teams that are bad in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah. But they've played well against Georgia. They went and played well. They they won at home against Vanderbilt. They won at Alabama. So the teams you're supposed to beat, they have beaten, which is interesting. I have a it? huge fear of going to Nashville. Yeah, because of that gym. Yeah. Bad I've gym. seen it too many times. It's a bad gym. And I know, I don't think Vandy they're not grabbed going a W this weekend. No. Yeah. I just, I, I and in Florida... When you're challenged offensively, you know what happens, and you have that one game, and you look up, and it's forty-nine to forty-three, and you're not capable of getting those eight quick points right. if you're Florida. But two or three things are happening. Yeah, Stokes has given them some decent offensive yeah. minutes, yeah. not a lot, but a little. All right, um, they're throwing it into Kevarius Hayes now. Okay, he's not great offensively, but at least they're throwing it in there, and he's trying to get to the baskets. And for a while, they weren't even doing that. Nebhard hit that wall where he missed every layup, and mm-hmm. I think he's kind of come out of that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Not yeah. just because he had the one good game, but I think he seemed, for whatever reason, he seems to have his legs back. And I think Kayvon's played well. So I think all those things together, look, they're pl- that was a really good – the key is that was a really good game. Can they go to Baton Rouge and play well? Forget winning and losing. Can they play at that level? And, and I'll tell you, Jimmy Dykes on the broadcast, were you listening to or just watching? Were you listening? I was listening. Jimmy Dykes. From the beginning, who I think is great, by the way. I do too. From the beginning of the broadcast, Jimmy Dykes was talking about 
how good their energy was. Mm-hmm. And he said they are out want toing. I think it's want the want to is mm-hmm. way better, or the try hard it's way better than Alabama's. And he pointed, and he's got a great eye for it. And he pointed out very early in the game that Florida, from an effort standpoint, had way more energy than Alabama. Well, that's the key for them down the stretch. So uh, let me ask you: eighteen and thirteen, that would be probably best case scenario. Well, if they're still hanging around and still on the bubble or first four out or whatever, I would assume that 18 and 13, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I would think 18 and 13 going into the conference tournament would get you in. That's 10 and 8, right, in the regular yeah. season? Yeah. I don't, there's no doubt that's it. I think 18 and 13 I watched the Billy Donovan Florida team win like yeah. 23 games one year and not get in. But, I, but, I don't, but they, were playing, they, they didn't play this schedule. No, they didn't. They didn't play this schedule. He stepped it up after that. And the league's gotten good. Back in the Billy's, Better, yes. in Billy's day – it was a two-team league almost the whole time. Okay. I mean, you right. think about it. Right. Bruce Pearl had some good Tennessee right. teams. Right. There'd be a one-off here and there. But for the most part, it was a two-team league. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. No, there's it's, no it's, question. It's become a legitimate league. So, yeah, I think 18-13 gets them in. I don't think they win against LSU. Have to win. Have to win those three after that. Right, right. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Hey, at least they're still breathing. So, that's right. That's right. And, uh, Could maybe, be worse. Maybe they get the Mike White detractors off off base for a little while. We'll see what happens. Baseball team opened up this weekend and beat the Dirtbags three straight. So, uh, looks like, a, again, pitching rich. Yes. And we'll see what happens offensively. A lot of young guys playing, so you can't really judge an offense right. until we get further along into the season. But a couple things. Five straight years they've swept the opening series. That's impressive. Right. Yeah, it is. And Sully gets his 500th win. Number one, I love the way they play. Two or three things. I do like the rotation. You talked to me about it yeah. two or three weeks yeah. ago. That rotation of Dyson and Mason left, which is yeah. pretty good. I mean, it's pretty that's, good. That's going to be pretty good. Experienced and ready to roll, yeah. Uh, it's good that Nelson Maldonado is back for his 19th year. <laughs> I think he batted right, right ahead of Brad Wilkerson back in the day. I think you're right. I mean, he's been there forever. That helps. Uh, Will Dalton's a good player. Langworthy's a good player. Yep. Here's an interesting story. The, the center fielder, Judd Fabian. Yeah, Ocala kid. Yeah, should be in high school. He wow. actually, he act, did you see this? He was, no. He actually was class of 2012. Or 19? Yeah, right. class of 2019. Moved it up? Mo- well, then he graduated in December. Okay. And enrolled. Wow. And is now the starting center fielder Wow, for one of the best programs in America. That's pretty good. And, and think about that. You, yeah. you, en- you, you move it up, you enroll, kind of like Scotty Wilbekin, but Scotty Wilbekin was on the bench. Right. This guy's the starting center fielder. Had a couple doubles this weekend, yeah, I know. And he threw out a guy at the plate. Yeah, he did. So he, uh, he's a good story. Corey Acton's a new guy, the third baseman. Right. The first baseman. The McConnell kid is back. McConnell's in, in batting short, second. And right. so, uh, yeah, they have a good team. It'll they be... were very high on him uh, last year, so you would expect yeah. good things from him. I saw Blake Reese got nicked up, yeah. but Sully said he should be okay for Miami uh, this coming up weekend. They have UNF coming to town this week, and then they get the Hurricanes for three more. Yeah, UNF, by the way, had a good start, so it'd be yes, a better UNF team than people they think. They beat Missouri two out of three, two for those who don't know. Yeah. SEC so, yeah, good start. One other thing about baseball, mm-hmm. what he's done a nice job of is playing these freshmen early yes. so they can help you. Brady Smith is the starting catcher. Yes. Now, he played a lot. Didn't catch a lot, right? but he played a lot last right. year. He's right. Always, so he's Austin Langworth, he's been playing since he got on campus. So it helps to have these guys play a lot when they get there. Is he is he the best college baseball coach in the country? I think he is. I think he's I mean, the, is there any who? I mean, uh, Vandy? I, yeah, and Tim uh, Corbin is right. very good at Vandy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Louisville guy, I forget yeah. his name, is very good. Yeah. But, yeah, if he's not the best, and I don't know what the metrics are for that, right. he's got to be right there. One more title would solidify that. Yes. You know, but, I, uh, but yes, I would think he's, he's always in it. Uh, they're always, he's, he's hard now. He's a tough guy. I, oh, yeah. He's, he's, but he, I think Sully is as good as it gets. There's <laughs> some great Sully stories. And, and, 
He is, and, and I think for sure, pitching-wise, he knows pitching as well as anyone, and I think that, you know, in the scheme of kids wanting to get to the big leagues, I think what happens is, you know, you get your representatives, and they will tell these kids, hey, listen, if you're doing three years, go to Florida. Right. There's nobody better to learn the pitching from than Sully. And he knows how much to use you and not use yeah. you. Yeah. He could use Michael Byrne every day because his arm would hold up. Right. Other guys, he knew right. when not to use them. He doesn't overuse. Even guys, he throws a lot. A.J. Puck did not throw a lot of innings. Right. Because he didn't have that rubber arm thing that Michael Byrne has. Correct. So good I, point. So I, so I know. I think he's got a good feel for that. No, I, I think the guy's the best coach going. It's going to be another extraordinary year for them. And look, on a year where basketball hasn't been as good, you need that, right? Mm-hmm. If football was great. Baseball is going to be great. Basketball may be a year away from being great. A couple other things I wanted to mention. Uh, by the way, softball off to a great start. They're undefeated as well. Right. I think they're 11-0, and 0, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and had, a, had a, a real good weekend. But I wanted to bring this up. Football-wise, you know, all the accolades go to Dan Mullen. But, Frank, it's interesting. If you look at these mock drafts, we, uh, we're, we're looking at two almost locked down first-round picks from this University of Florida football team, okay? Uh, uh, Mel Kuyper's latest mock has Jawan Taylor going seventh to the Jaguars. Right. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite going mid-21st, uh, I think, maybe to see. I'm not sure, but I've seen right. him anywhere from, from as high as 10 to, to as low as 25, but he's right. going in the first round. Right. Ja'Kai Polite and Jawan Taylor seem to me both first-round picks, and having mentioned Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's not going to be a first-round pick, I don't think, but I think he's going to be, you know, second, third round for sure. There's a bunch of these kids are going to get drafted off this football team. No, and, I, and I'll go back to what I said when you asked me or we asked each other a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. Right. The significance of not having Todd Grantham. Yes, it hurts not having right. Todd Grantham. Nobody would debate that. But I think the second, <coughs> excuse me, the second most important guy in the program is Nick Savage. I think he right. changed Juwan Taylor's body. Right. I think he changed Ja'Kai Polite's body. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the reason more than anybody else. This team looks and feels the culture, the how to work, the commitment to working, uh, the the results that if you do work, here's how your body's going to look. Right. I think that's all Nick Stavich, and you're right. Um, and by the way, the other guy, Hevesy's done a great job with the line. Yes, he has. He he's a, as far as position coaches go. Yes, he's he has. been about as good as it gets. Hey, listen, and we you know we speculated last week about Grantham. And one of the things I, I'll stand by, thank God it was the Bengals. Right. That's right. Uh, because, and Strickland was smart enough to you know, bump up that salary. He's one of the top five, I think, paid defensive coordinators in America. That's right. $1.7 million. How about this thing's that? topping out. How about that, that? ain't bad, man. Yeah, yeah, for that's a, good for, for, for an, an assistant, assistant coach, coach. A college football assistant $1.7 million. But uh, uh, I, I don't know him well enough to know. You had mentioned, you know, sometimes you're an NFL guy, sometimes you're a college guy. I don't know, but I. Can't imagine the Bengals were going to pay anyone $2 million, $2.5 million to be a coordinator. I I agree with that. It's obviously the case. But look, he doesn't go up there if he's not interested. Correct. He clearly had some interest in going to coach for the Cincinnati Bengals or he doesn't fly out of Cincinnati. And then they zeroed in on him, which means he he slayed the interview. Mm -hmm. And you don't slay an interview unless you want a job. Right. So the the fact that he went up there tells me he was interested. The fact that he became their number one guy right. tells me he slayed the interview. At the end of the day, it had to be what you just said. At the end of the day, he probably said, I'm making one eight, one seven, one eight. Yeah. And they probably said, look, for assistant coach here, we can go a million dollars. We'll yeah. go one one, but we can't get there. But come here. It'll be better. You'll be an NFL head coach. Sure. You want the NFL. And I think, it's, and again, I'm guessing now. Right, right. But I've got to believe that's what, again, he he doesn't go unless he's interested. Right. It had to be money that kept him in Gainesville. Well, let's let's wrap with one more thing here, Frank, uh, because we'd be remiss. 
you go to Tuscaloosa and win for the first time in 40 years, and I know that yes. Friday night you were glued. Oh, nobody's more glued uh, than I am. Gymnastics, another big W right. in a dual meet. Well, can I – I love the gymnastics. I'm locked in. Yes, can, I, can I make one complaint? You can. Yeah, I, I don't complain. Like, no, you know me a long no, time. No, I'm, the problem, I'm America's yeah. non-complainer. Yeah. But but I was watching it. I was actually um, I was at, I was at a, a little sports bar with my buddy Dan Dish, kind of hanging out. Okay. And they had it on the big screen because it was on SEC Network. Here's what I need from you, and I mean you, you're got to get things done. All right. I need Alabama's gymnasts wearing crimson. Yeah. And I need Florida's wearing blue and orange. That's fair. Because here's what I got: a lot of pinks, yeah, a lot of purples. Who's who? Lot of, I don't know who's who. That's fair. And I'm watching it. You're and trying. I gotta know you're who. You're making the, the effort. Look, what I here's at what least I least give me some delineation. Here's what I need to know: who's my guy? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need my guys. Okay. Right. So, but no, their 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 gymnastics team is perfect. All right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, recruiting, not much on the recruiting front. No. The Friday night lights has gone well. Yep. Every time I look up, there's a different there's a different class of. 21 committing. Oh, yeah. So that's good stuff. Things are happening. Good things are happening in Gainesville. It's all things Gators, all things orange and blue.